It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 89 of season 2 when time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Bob Hope really doesn't need much of an introduction. One of the most famous comedians of all time in radio, stage, film, and television, he hosted the Academy Awards 19 times more than any other person. He got a start on vaudeville, performed on Broadway, and he was even a boxer for a while. He started in radio on the Woodbury Soap Hour in 1937, then his famous Pepsodent show starring Bob Hope started in 1938 and ran for 10 years, being one of the most popular radio shows in history. Then came the Bob Hope Show from 1948 to 1955. His career went on for another 40 years before he retired in 1997 and later died at the age of 100. Sit back and relax for the January 28, 1953 broadcast of the Bob Hope Show with guest star Jimmy Stewart. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX is The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. The Bob Hope Show, transcribed direct from Hollywood with Les Brown and his band of renown. For Jello, yours truly, Bill Goodwin. Our singing star, Margaret Whiting. Our special guest, Jimmy Stewart. And here he is, Bob Hope. Thank you very much. Here I am again for Jello. Yes, sir, working for America's favorite dessert. So my relatives can have America's favorite money. <laughs> well, this has been an interesting week. Lucille Ball gave birth to a baby, and in Washington, the Republicans started making the changes. <laughs> and the White House is beautiful now that it's been redecorated, and Mamie is very proud of the highly polished floors. In fact, the first thing she said to the president was, take off those army shoes. <laughs> I finally had to pack his uniform away in a trunk. Whenever he hung it in the closet, the moths began whistling, don't let the stars get in your eye. <laughs> the Republicans didn't even forget the White House washroom. There were new towels marked his, hers, and you have one term. Would you like to try for two? In spite of her high position, Mamie is very domestic. Every morning she goes out of the White House lawn with a plate full of crumbs to feed the birds and the Democrats. <laughs> and there's a rumor that the Trumans booby-trapped the White House. Every time Mamie used the garbage disposal, the radio played on just wild about Harry. I want to tell you, the Eisenhowers are very closely guarded at the White House. The other night, Ike said, Good night, Mamie, and a Secret Service man answered, Sleep tight, dear. (laughs) 
And did you see the automobile uh, the President Ike rode in the parade of beauty? This week, the automobile manufacturers bought out their new cars, you know. You can see them in any used car lot in town. <laughs> One new car even has a television set in the rear window. It's very convenient for motorcycle cops. While they're chasing you, they can watch Dragnet. <laughs> and the new models are so automatic that pretty soon we'll have cars running around with our drivers. Of course, we've had that in California for years. <laughs> I went down to get my license plates today. I wasn't sure I could get plates because the other day I had some trouble with a wise guy motorcycle cop. I denied I went through a red light and he thought I was lying just because he found it in my front seat. <laughs> but I'm glad to buy plates because the highway department needs the money. You'd be surprised how fast road building machinery has to be replaced. For instance, the first steam shovel used on the Hollywood freeway didn't last a week. It was captured by the Confederate Army. <laughs> and some of the new cars are getting smaller and smaller. Yesterday, I was almost run over by a convertible roller skate with a windshield. <laughs> uh, really small. I was driving down Sunset Boulevard behind a midget car when it suddenly disappeared down a sewer grating. I yelled, is everything okay? And the driver yelled back, yeah, I'm headed for Santa Monica, and I make faster time floating. He's coming out, Sammy. <laughs> Say, Bob. Yeah, Bill. Uh, Bob, I kind of made a promise before I left home tonight, and I wonder if you'd let me keep it. What kind of a promise? Well, I, I said I'd say hello to my loved ones over the air. How about it, Bob? Bill, you know that's against the network rules. Oh, come on, Bob. Just this one. Oh, all right. Say hello to your loved ones and then clam up. Gee, thanks, Bob. Hello, you big, beautiful strawberry, raspberry, and cherries. <laughs> You too, you delicious orange, lemon, and lime. Mmm. I love you. Oh, break it up, Goodwin. You can't mean it. You can't talk to Jello. It can't hear you. Oh, well, then why does it keep sending me a check each week? <laughs> Jello sends you money each week? Well, sure, a lot. Hello there, you gorgeous, fruitiness Jello. <laughs> Hello, you Jello love. Yet every time I think of that delicate, piquant flavor that is yours alone, I sigh with delight. You fabulous dessert, you. Come up to my apartment some evening and I'll toss you into a bowl of hot water. <laughs> and I'll set you aside to cool. And I'll put a romantic tango on the phonograph and we can shimmer together in the moonlight. He's the one who can do it, too. Good one, you beast. You've broken the spell. Why? Why did you do it just as I was beginning to make time? Well, I, I was getting jealous. Oh, Will, boy, there's no need to be jealous. After all, there's all the delicious jello anyone could want right down at any corner grocery store. Well, how about the stores in the middle of the block? Plenty of jello there, too. Well, in that case, how about all you folks in the audience checking up on your jello supply? Not now. Don't leave. <laughs> If it needs replenishing, stop off at your groceries tomorrow for a new supply. And don't forget, Jell-O is not only delicious, but economical, too. That's right. Remember the old saying, keeping Jell-O always in stock keeps dear Papa out of hock. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this may have been a normal week for a lot of people, but it's really been hectic for Bob. 
It all started the other morning when I went over to his house with a piece of startling news. Bob? Bob, where are you? In here, Bill. Hey, hi, Bill. Rob, I rushed right over here. I've got some fantastic news for you. I just heard a Hollywood news broadcast. Bing is going to make another road picture, and you're not going to be in it. He's going to make the picture without you. Oh, you're kidding. No. Bing says in this picture he's going to cut out the dead weight. <laughs> Crosby's a fine one to talk. My weight isn't any deader than his. Well, I thought you'd be surprised, Bob. Well, I don't understand Bing's attitude. Our new picture, The Road to Bally, is breaking records all over the country. What could a road picture possibly be without me? Why, it would be sheer. It, it would be sheer... Sheer entertainment? Yeah. <laughs> you have a 10-year contract, but it can be canceled at the end of any 15-minute period. I'll get a bill. Hi, Bob. Well, Margaret Whiting, come on in. Hello, Maggie. Bob, I just dropped in to talk about the music we're going to do on this. Well, what's this dude looking so excited about? Bing Crosby's going to make a road picture, and he's leading me out of it. No. That's right. Well, rush me a tutti-frutti Sunday. My world is shattered. <laughs> you don't seem to realize what's going on, Maggie. This is a big double cross. Oh, that's silly, Bob. You and Bing ought to be the best of friends. I don't think he means you any harm. You're right. After all, Bing's just an eccentric old man. Right. <laughs> he certainly is. That's why you two should get along. <laughs> this kid's quite a combination. Half Peggy Lee and half Pinky. <laughs> Bob, what's all the fuss? So what if Bing is making a road picture without you? The important thing is, what are you going to do about it, Bob? I don't know. There's only one thing you can do, Bob. Get out and produce your own road picture. Beat him to it. But that would be a whole new thing. I've never done that before. Well, so what? You never high-jumped before till Marilyn Monroe built that wall around her house. <laughs> yeah. What an awful way to find out she's got a swimming pool. <laughs> I tell you, that's the thing to do, Bob. Get out and produce your own road picture. Well, you make it sound easy. Do you know how much money it takes? A million dollars. Well, so what? Somewhere there must be a rich old miser crouching on his money bag to part with a million bucks. We're back to Bing again. <laughs> Bob, the Bank of America will lend money to an independent producer to make a picture if they know him. That's a good idea. I think I'll run down to the bank. I know the president, Mr. Harkin. Can I come in, Mr. Harkin? Well, well, Bob Hope. Step right in and have a chair. Oh, thank you. Uh, pardon me. Uh, Miss Jones, Bob Hope is in my office. Shut off my phones and make sure we're not interrupting. Now, oh, Bob, what brings you to the bank today? Is your milk bottle full of pennies again? <laughs> no, no, Mr. Harkins, I've got something important on my mind. I've got to have a million dollars right away. What? Say, why are you moving your feet around like that? I can't find the alarm button under this carpet. <laughs> I'm not grandma, you know. Don't let the Mamie Bangs fool you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. Exactly what is your proposition? Well, I want the money to produce a picture on my own. I always try to judge the man I'm doing business with by his character. Take you, for instance. Well, what about me? A good reputation? An honest face? A clean, straightforward look in your eye? I wish you had him. <laughs> you didn't talk like this when you were whining and dining me every night trying to get me into your Christmas club. Mm. 
Now, Bob, let's not have words. We've been friends for 15 years. <laughs> you may be a big star, but I remember when you used to come in here just to steal our lily cups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was quite a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> How about the million dollars? Do I get it or don't I? Oh, you certainly don't understand banking, Bob. Before your loan can go through, I have to approve it. The vice president has to approve it. The chairman of the board has to approve it. Then it goes to the main office in San Francisco. Then there's still one more step before you get your million dollars. What's that? One of our directors has to go on double or nothing and win it. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. The answer is no. I've got to turn you down. If there were another star in this picture with you, someone like Clark Gable, Lena Turner, Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, we might go for the proposition. You mean I've got to have an important name in my picture? Oh, yes. We couldn't consider the deal otherwise. Oh, thanks a lot. See you later, Mr. Harkins. Uh, goodbye, Bob. Boy, the... The bank is crowded today. Oh, pardon me. Can I squeeze through here? Oh, thank you. Oh, Bob. Huh? Oh, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, Bob. Uh, say, nice to see you, Jimmy. What are you doing in the bank? Oh, I came to deposit some money, Bob. My milk bottle's full of pennies again. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, it's wonderful bumping into you like this. Well, same here, Bob. You know, you and Gloria haven't been out to our house in a long time. Well, you and Dolores haven't been out to our place in a couple of years. Huh? That's right, Jim. Why don't we arrange something? Well, what for? We can't improve on the arrangement we have now. <laughs> I may get a refund on my bottle of airway. <laughs> it's awful nice to see you, Bob. Now, what brings you to town today? Oh, I came in to borrow a million dollars. My gosh, a thousand dollars. Well, that's a lot of money. Now I'm afraid to tell him what I really said. <laughs> so I'm trying to produce my own picture, and I want the bank to finance it. If everything works out, I'll amortize a million dollars on short-term notes. Am I boring you? Oh, no, no. I like to come to town and hear this big talk. I've also wired a couple of big money men in the East, and they're flying out to have a conference with me, and we're going to survey MGM and Paramount and rent a few studios. Have you been doing anything exciting, Jimmy? Oh, oh, yeah. Yesterday, the washing machine overflowed, and I chased my underwear clear down the driveway. <laughs> you know, Jimmy, the bank requires that I have another star in this picture with me. They do, huh? We can't talk about the picture here. Why don't you come over to my radio show tonight, and we'll talk about it. Oh, fine, Bob. You know, making an independent picture is a fine investment. I'm sure we could do all right, and of course, we'll cut up some nice profits. Well, when it comes to business, I'm just a babe in arms, Bob. A babe in arms? Yeah, I'm... I, well, for instance, who would get the other 50% of the profit? You mean after my half? No, after mine. <laughs> <laughs> what did you tease on, Fort Knox? <laughs> Alice Brown brings on our capital recording singing lady, Miss Margaret Whiting. That's you. If you see my darling with somebody new, keep it a secret, whatever you do. Why? 
Bill, what's the first thing you did this morning? Say, what is it? No, no, really, Bob, what'd you do? Take a shower? Why, is there one missing? <laughs> I'll never forget picking fat. I love it. <laughs> Please, be serious, Bob. You see, I- I've been thinking. Well, that is serious. <laughs> I've been thinking that maybe there ought to be some way for people to remind themselves to make a jello salad for dinner tomorrow. A jello salad? Well, sure, there are lots of folks who have jello in their house right this minute, but who've never even tried one of those shimmering, delicious jello salads. Oh, no, you're joking. No, no, I'm oh, not. Joking. I'm not, Rob. There are people listening right now that have never discovered how easy to prepare and economical those jello salads are. I can't believe it why people like that should be investigated. Has Dick Tracy heard about this? <laughs> I think he's working on it. Oh. But Bob, I've thought of a way for these folks to remind themselves to try a jello salad tomorrow. Yeah, Bill, you're a true blue. All we're thinking about is you're a genius. You're right. Now here's my idea. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, when these folks get up to make the morning coffee, I suggest that they just make an extra batch of hot water and toss a box of Jello in it. Bill, I think you've got a big point there. Thanks, Bob. I can't figure out how he gets his hat on over. <laughs> but really, Bill, that's a pretty. Why is there one missing, Bill? That's a pretty. <laughs> That's a pretty shrewd idea, Bill. The housewife gets her jello salad made first thing in the morning, then she puts it in the refrigerator and forgets it. Well, sure, then it's all set for dinner that night. No fuss, no bother, no trouble. No fooling, girls. Tomorrow morning, how about getting that jello salad underway at the same time you start the coffee? Then at dinner time, you can surprise the folks with one of the best looking, best tasting salads they've ever tried. And do it tomorrow, gal. <laughs> Say, Jimmy. Yeah, Bob. I just phoned Mr. Harkins, the president of the bank, and asked him to come over. We can do a scene from my road picture for him. It's going to be a western. You know, I don't think I should have come down here tonight, Bob. This is all so different for me. Oh, don't be silly. I've heard you on a lot of radio programs. You've always been great. Yeah, well, thanks, Bob. But 
on those programs that uh, you were talking about, yeah. I, I always worked with actors. Oh, 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 I, I, I didn't, no offense, Bob, but I met actors doing serious stuff. Jimmy, no. I can be as serious as anybody. Yeah, yeah, you've been doing fine so far. <laughs> Critic, how can he look like Abraham Lincoln and do lines like Milton Berle? That's <laughs> Now, Jimmy, in this scene we're going to do, you and I will play the male parts, and Margaret Whiting will be the girl. All set, Maggie? Sure, Bob. Gee, it's going to be a pleasure to work with Jimmy. He's made so many wonderful pictures. Well, thank you, Maggie. I've had my share of luck. You know, it's strange you've been making pictures in Hollywood all these years, and yet you've never made one with Bob. I guess I've had more of my share of luck. Of course, Bob and I have been friends for a long time. I know I moved out here to Hollywood. I guess Bob was one of the first people I met. That must have been quite a while ago. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it was. Uh, Bob wasn't a star in those days. <laughs> Bob wasn't a star. He used to come around our neighborhood selling lily cups. <laughs> well, there wasn't much in it. I hardly made taxi fare from washroom to washroom. Well, I think it's wonderful that two friends like you are finally going to work together in a picture. Well, now, I haven't made up my mind yet, Maggie. I don't want don't to rush into this thing. Well, what's the matter, Jimmy? Well, you know what can happen to your career in Hollywood if you make a flop picture. Or what? Well, it's goodbye, that's all. Today you're at Ciro's drinking wine. Tomorrow you're up at Fresno crushing the grapes. <laughs> crushing the grapes. Oh, that couldn't possibly happen, could it, Maggie? You tell him, Purplefoot. <laughs> Well, believe me, <laughs> believe me, there's nothing to worry about, Jimmy. We both had experience making pictures. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Have you ever had anything to do with independent productions? Uh, well, in a way, Gloria and I have twins. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you NBC's answer to Lucy and Desi. <laughs> Hey, that must be Mr. Harkins from the bank. Come in. Hello, Bob. As soon as I got your message, I came right over. Oh, fine, Mr. Harkins. Uh, this is Maggie Whiting and Jimmy Stewart. Uh, Miss Whiting. Oh, hey, glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> they were a little short actors, so I just thought I'd done it. <laughs> well. Boy. We're all set to do a scene from, from the road picture for you, Mr. Harkin. Oh, splendid, splendid. <laughs> oh, just call me Purplefoot. It's nothing. <laughs> Why don't you just take a seat, Mr. Harkins, and we'll run through the scene for you. Okay, Bob. Uh, Music, Les. <laughs> 
now we present a story of two strong men and a girl in the Old West. The Road to Cactus Gulf. I'm one of the many mentioned folks. They call me Tex. I'm an outlaw, always been again a law. A man like me doesn't have many friends. Only got one buddy in this whole world. My pal, Smokey Jim, back there in Cactus Gulch. That's me. <laughs> Smokey Jim. But I ain't an outlaw no more. When Tex went away, I turned straight. Five years ago, the people of this here town made me their sheriff. Well, I'm so proud of the star they give me, it's never been off my chest since. Of course, I'm getting kind of sick sleeping on my back. <laughs> well, I'm a respected citizen, Cactus Gulch. Even got myself a gal, Maggie Lou. Mighty pretty heifer. <laughs> You're playing the guitar kind of sad today, Smokey. Well, I got a feeling of foreboding. <laughs> There's something in the air. What is it? I don't know. I, I don't know, but uh, everything's so still. The leaves are hanging down on the trees. And look over yonder at the mountains over there. Even the Pecos is cool. <laughs> uh, what's the matter with you, Smokey? I don't know. It's just a feeling I got. When I come riding over this morning, there was a couple of dead men lying in front of the saloon. The door was blown off the bank. The schoolhouse was on fire. I just don't know. Can't put my, can't put my finger on it, but there's something wrong in this town. Whoa! Yeah, that's him. Blow Tex. Hello, Dopey. That's Smokey. Oh. <laughs> I'm the sheriff of this here town, and I've cleaned up the town. You cleaned up Cactus Gulch? Yeah, I caught the last crook yesterday. I put him in jail and sent his fingers to Washington. <laughs> you sent his fingers to Washington? I had to. Ain't no one around here can take fingerprints. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no tin horn sheriff. I just... I just... Hey, what's that? That's a super cheap. <laughs> but there ain't any railroad tracks out in the desert. I know, those Democrats are really going home. <laughs> you once more. Get on your horse and get. Yeah, leave us be, Tex. Smokey here is trying to go straight, so leave him alone. Well, you're a cute little Palomina. <laughs> you're prettier than a coyote skin hanging on a bunkhouse wall. <laughs> this here's my gal, Tex. <laughs> yes, Tex and I are fixing to get married. <laughs> Old Judge Fisher's gonna let us have a cottage over by the Mill Creek. The other side of Spoon River, where Indian Head Mountain juts out and hides the entrance to Moon Valley, down back of a painted desert. Yes, sir, we're going to be mighty happy in that house, if we can ever find it. (laughs) 
Now, look here, Smokey. Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob. Well, what is it, Mr. Harkin? I think I've heard enough to make my decision, Bob. I'm going to lend you the million dollars for your picture. Yes? But um, there's just one thing. Yeah, what is that? I don't think we'll need both you and Jimmy Stewart in the picture. From what I've seen tonight, I know now that one of you is a fine first-rate actor and the other is nothing at all. So, the other man is out. Oh, gee, poor Jimmy. How am I going to break the news to him? <laughs> it won't be necessary, Bob. You're the one who's out. <laughs> the picture will star Jimmy Stewart. You're a fine performer, Jimmy. Gee, well, well, thank you very much. And uh, let's go somewhere and discuss the details. Uh, so long, Bob. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I'll see you later, Bob. Start you. What are you going to do? Oh, I'll think of something. Well, gee, uh, so long, Bob. Here you are. Get your lily cup there. <laughs> Thanks for the memory. I want to thank Jimmy Stewart, Maggie, Bill, Les Brown, Bill Johnson. It's a fine show. Ladies and gentlemen, somewhere in Korea tonight, perhaps at this very minute, a wounded GI's life is being saved with a blood transfusion. That blood was placed in the blood bank here at home by a civilian. It might have been you or, or me. And right now, the need for blood plasma is greater than ever. Blood banks all over the country must have your help. Why not call your local Red Cross chapter? Quick, easy, and safe. And remember, by giving a pint of blood, you give another heart a chance to beat for freedom. Thank you, and good night. For a quick, quick meal with appetite appeal, just eat upon your shelf. It's easy to fix your favorite rice dishes with Minute Rice because it's pre-cooked. There's no washing, no rinsing, no draining, no steaming. Go to your grocer's now and get the large economical family size of Minute Rice. Be sure to listen to the Bob Hope Show next week from Hollywood with our special guest, Jack Ware. Jimmy Stewart will soon be seen in the MGM picture, The Naked Spur. Jello has brought you the Bob Hope Show, written by Larry Marks and Norman Sullivan, transcribed direct from Hollywood, California. Jello is the registered trademark of General Foods. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Bob Hope Show with guest Jimmy Stewart. And if you're thinking of adopting a dog or a cat, I hope you'll consider a special needs pet. We'll see you here next time for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks so much for listening. Have you ever had anything to do with independent productions? Uh, well, in a way, Gloria and I have twins. Yeah!